0: A very good morning. It is Friday the 12th of January. It is the Big Sports Breakfast Summer Show. The Australian Open draw is set. The West Indies have had a good day against the Cricket Australia 11. The Sixers with a great win in the Big Bash and climbing the ladder. The Kings, another loss in the National Basketball League. A good win. For the 36ers, plenty taking place around the country and in world sport. Bill Belichick's time as New England Patriots head coach in the NFL is over after 24 seasons. The Socceroos begin their Asian Cup campaign this weekend. The Magic Million sales uh, have been ramping up even further. $2.1 million, the biggest lot yesterday. And some great racing right around New South Wales this weekend as well as Queensland. So much to talk about, so much to look forward to especially this morning as we say good morning and a happy new year to you, Josh Reynolds. Good morning. Gee, it's all happening. <laughs> it is all happening. Great to have you. How have you been?
1: That was a, can I just say, that was a great intro. Oh, thanks very much. Very. Oh, I'm very excited about today. Yeah, good. I good.
0: think our dynamic will be great. <laughs> I really do. Well, I'm looking forward to it. It's been a good week. I've enjoyed uh, all of the feedback and, uh, and advice on the text line 0419 <laughs> Yeah, well, it's been up and down in terms of uh, the <laughs> tips is one thing we need a bit of help with today. And I think you and I are both the same. Mm. The more tips the better. We certainly like to put those in the, the back pocket and have a look at them over the weekend. So if anyone's got anything today, anything you like, anything you've had your eye on, be it sport or racing, 0419767272. Uh, feel free to give us a call on the open line, 135353 53 as well, if you like. But Josh, what's taken, uh, taken your attention, uh, not just this week, but I suppose the whole summer, The the opening batsman for the Australian team, Steve Smith, coming in? That'll be a cracker tonight. Smith potentially versus Warner supposedly, well, he's planning, we spoke mm. to Trevor Bayless yesterday, to be opening the batting for the Thunder after flying in in a chopper. Whether he actually makes it or not, I'm a little bit unsure. He's got his brother's wedding today and he's got plenty to go uh, to go around the uh, the cricket. So we'll see with that. But um, what, what, what sort of stood out for you over the last little while? Well, I love the chopper. Mm. <laughs> Very fun, isn't it? How good is it?
1: <laughs> I don't know who he thinks he is, but good on him. But no... Um, yeah, it, as you just mentioned, uh, the, the Steve Smith, um, I just think he's going to be great. Yeah. I feel anything he puts his mind to, he can really do it. Um, quite unfortunate for a few of the guys who are, you know, there's there three or four of them fighting for that you know, position, and they have been for a while. Yeah. But, um, hey, when a guy like Steve Smith puts his hand up and says, I want to have a crack, you've got to give him a crack. Yeah, for sure. And he's got the runs on the board, um, you know, off the bat. Even though obviously opening the batting is is, is very different, and and he, what I like is he's come out and he knows that, but I think he really likes the challenge. Mm-hmm. So I think it's going to be very very interesting, mate. But um, yeah, footy's just around the corner. Yeah, not far at all. Is yeah, it? I was in at the dogs yesterday. Yeah, how are um, they looking? We went. Mate, hey, they're looking. Okay, I don't want to I don't want to train Training the
0: house down. Best preseason ever. ever. Toughest preseason ever. Yes. Who, is, who is glistening?
1: Do you know who I really, really got a lot of time for? And, you know, not having had a lot to do with him, but I had a really good chat to him yesterday, Stevie Crichton. Yeah, nice. Yeah, He just seems like the ultimate professional.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Just was talking to him about, you know, how how's training and, um, you know, how's he sort of fitting in. And I spoke to a few other boys about, you know, how is he? And they just say he, he's got a lot of energy.
0: That's investigative journalism. That is Josh Reynolds. Well, like, yeah, you've changed. no,
1: I'm just you know I'm just I'm one of the boys. I'm, just, I'm holding on for every last
0: last inch I can grab. But
1: yeah, yeah, just speaking to him, I, I, I can tell he really wants to taking his game to the next level. Is probably the wrong wrong wording for it, but we all know it's been very well documented that he that he could possibly yeah. be playing fullback, yeah. and you know I, I know he's getting reps there. So I'm very interested to see because. You know, we just spoke about a guy like Steve Smith, who mm. I think can take an opportunity. I, I think Stephen Crichton really can. And, gee, he, I've mentioned it on the show before, he's mm-hmm. a big man. Yeah, oh,
0: You don't realise how big he is. Yeah, he's he's, he's tall and, and, and broad as well. We saw him during the yeah. origin period when we were in uh, Brisbane and Adelaide last year. And, yeah, he's sort of when he came into the squad, head and shoulders above everyone in those mm. press games. Bigger than a lot of the back rollers and, and, and forwards as well, yeah.
1: Yeah, so... Yeah, very look very exciting, mate. I will, I will say, and and speaking to you know, because I'm on the staff side now too. Yes, they say it is a bit, a little bit different to last year, in a good way. Yep. you know, we, the, the boys are just just ripping in, and they're. I think they're just over it. Mm-hmm. They're over, you know, not making semis. They're over hearing oh another year for the Bulldogs, and you know, it's it's been a, it has been a hard f- probably five six years for the club, and yes. and I think this crew here. Yeah, the one thing that. You know, when we're signing all these players, a lot of people have come out and said, why are we signing so many utility players? Why are we signing this guy? Why are we signing that guy? You know what I will say about every guy that we've signed that, that I've spoken to? They just seem like really good people. And I know you, everyone's like, oh, you want to sign superstars and this and that. But where we're at as a club right, right now, I think we've got to get get the people right. Yes. And then you get, and then you, you think, you know, you, you look at like, let's just say we we're on, but for Noah Blake. Yeah you get guys like that going, you know what? It looks like a good crew. It mm-hmm. look like a really good bunch of guys and I want to come and play with them. And mm-hmm. you know, you got a guy like Drew Hutchinson and he's, you know, he's been at the roost for a long time. They're Mr. Fix-It. Mm-hmm. And now he's come to the Bulldogs and, and he's fighting for a, a halfback spot. And, and for that himself will just give him so much confidence mm-hmm. and, yeah, I, I'm excited. I really am. I don't want to put too much pressure on, course, on the boys. Yeah. But for me, as, as, as
0: a Bulldog through and through, yeah, i I've got a really good feeling about this year. This is the year for them, though, isn't it? There, there were excuses last year. Really. I mean, Kicker kick out didn't, didn't have the season mm-hmm. that he nor the club wanted him to have Crichton comes in. But off yesterday, you've, you've even noticed that he's just making a difference culturally, mm. training-wise, to feel just another big body with great experience who can nudge people along and, and drive them to be better you know what it is too mate
1: I, I think having someone like that playing next year it was like when uh, just an example when I, when I played with Jared Hayne mm-hmm. like I just there was just playing next to him makes you feel better because he's a he's just a freak yep. he's, he's just an unbelievable player and I think Steve will do that for a lot of the boys um like a young a young guy, you know, we've got a few young guys in the squad and, you know, that just playing next to him will just make them more confident and have that impact on the whole squad. So, yeah, yeah very very good start for him at the club and uh, I'm super excited to see whether he plays fullback or centre. I yeah. think he'd be great
0: at yeah, either. Yeah, fullback's an interesting one too, isn't it? With the, with the dialogue too, if he's already having that impact mm. um, just by being there, to have him at the back barking around, keeping people in line and that sort of thing. Yeah, interesting stuff. Mm. A lot of a lot of those scenarios at all of the clubs as well. And uh, and, and I always say on the show, no one knows more about the NRL sides than our audience and our listeners and the BSB family and, and people who are involved and getting out to trainings and following all the club websites and everything else. So, um, yeah, be keen to know some of the players that everyone's looking forward to seeing, Better at a new club or a new year. Luke Brooks mm. obviously gets a, a fresh lease on life. Everyone's pretty excited about Manly around the beaches and – um, I've heard people saying they're going to be top four, no doubt. Trebojevic key, but mm. um, yeah, we'll see with that. A lot a lot of player movement, a lot of rookies coming through, people with new opportunities, a new lease on life. So um, yeah, very keen to hear our uh, listeners thoughts 0419767272. Um, a couple of quick notes on the Australian Open draw which was completed yesterday. The Australian Open starting on Monday and we'll have all of the results and wash up and, and chat through that two weeks. Roger Rashid will join us later this morning um, but Novak Djokovic waits to see who he plays in round one but if he wins that he'll play either Australia's Alexi Poppia and or Australia's Marco Polmans, Chris O'Connell, uh, another Aussie plays world number 88 Christian Garron from Chile in the opening round. Jordan Thompson plays fellow Aussie Alexander Vukic, uh, Yannick Sinner, one of the favourites and uh, and a draw, drawing a fair bit of attention uh, in the markets, according to Jared Daffy at the tab. Um, He has a pretty sweet opening few matches, on paper at least, um, and the draw opens up pretty well for him. He plays the Netherlands' Bottich van der Zanschelp in the opening round. Then not much till maybe round three where wildcard Jason Kubler or 26-seed Sebastian Bayes of Argentina uh, might loom uh, in that side of the bracket. Alex Diemenor. One of the major headlines yesterday, plays Milos Raonic of Canada, um, former superstar. Still superstar in a lot of ways, but world number 317 right now. He's had two years uh, interrupted with plenty of injury. Uh, Demonor should make the round of 16. He should beat Milos Raonic. Um, Raonic, a huge man, big serving been a lot of conjecture about the balls and the players are having to work really hard to get the speed that they're after so it'll be interesting to watch and uh, if that's the case well it's no favour to somebody like Milos Raonic um, looking for a, a bit of a knockout blow uh, number five seed Andre Rublev potentially looms for Demonor in the round of 16 when you're playing the world's best and you've just got to be at your absolute best uh, number two seed Carlos Alcaraz plays Richard Gasquet in the opening round on the men's side uh, and in the women's side number one seed Igor Swiatek plays Sofia Kennan uh, Alina Svidalina takes on wildcard Aussie Taylor Preston. A couple of the other Aussies, Kim Birrell and Isla Tomljanovic, are tucked in the same little mini-bracket of the draw. Burrell has Yelena Ostapenko in the first round. Tough match. And Tomljanovic plays Petra Martic. The winners of those two will play each other in round two. Number three seed Alina Robarkner plays Karolina Pliskova. That should be a good one. And Aussie Olivia Gadecki has Sloane Stephens. Just a few of the matchups, of course, the, the two draws... A huge number of matches to come, um, and a couple of results in the tennis. In the Adelaide International, number one seed Elena Rybakina has been beaten by Ekaterina Alexandrova. Alexandrova will play Elena Ostapenko in the semis today. Ostapenko beat Amata Kostic, 7-5, 6-3, and number two seed Jessica Bagula, beat Anastasia Pavlyuchenkova in three sets. She'll play. Daria Kasatkina today in the last four. Uh, and in the men's side, Chris O'Connor's tournament is over. He lost to number three seed, Sebastian Korda. And Daria Saville is into the semis at the Hobart International on a record day as far as attendance goes for them in Tasmania. Uh, her best performance since returning from a second ACL Rico. She won in three sets over China's Lin Zhu. So much tennis, huge amount of results. Um, sad news uh, from an Australian perspective uh, with uh, uh, John Milman ending his career lost uh, in the Aussie Open qualifiers. So um, he's been a great servant of Australian tennis. Will be interesting to see what he does next. But you, do you like the tennis to get fired up for it next week? I do, mate. Yeah, yeah, I, I
1: love it, and, and, and it's good to see. Um, you know, we've got an Aussie in, in the top ten, but uh, yep. it, it hasn't happened. In, you know, in a while, obviously. You know, we've all had high hopes of Curios, but he just yeah. never seems to. At the moment, be able to get on the court with his body, and yeah, he's just—it's just one of those guys that you just—I've spoken. To, I just—I mm. just wish he just like fully concentrate on his tennis. and not because, his bag, is it? Because he's not could, interested. He could be anything, yeah. honestly. He he with his.
0: Bag of tricks. He could be number one. Yeah. Is that a big call? No, I don't think so. But it, to, maybe it is because the consistency is what you need yes, in tennis to course. be that number one. Yep. Matches, matches, matches. Big results in big tournaments. You've got to maintain and protect that ranking all the way through. So, yeah, I think that sort of thing's beyond him. But uh, if he doesn't win, doesn't win a Grand Slam tournament, which it doesn't look like he's going to, you'd feel with the talent and where he was at, and it's just that two weeks of five set tennis, isn't it? it just mm. feels a little bit beyond him, but. Nick Kyrgios knows Nick Kyrgios, and no mm. one else really seems to. So, yeah, yeah an and interesting story when we look back on that as well in terms yeah. of what, what he could have done. But his impact on tennis has been enormous without the result, so that, that's fairly significant as well. Mm. Uh, and then we've got, you know, obviously
1: Deminor, and the only thing that scares me with him, is he reminds me a lot of um, Leighton Hewitt, yeah, it's, doesn't it's, he? It's, 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 it's there to see, isn't it? And then, it, like, he's, I love him because he's just pure... Aussie backs against the wall. I feel he's always, he's always going after the balls that he shouldn't get mm-hmm. and gets them. But yep. then, if he comes up against these big hitters, that's I just don't know if he can match it with them. And I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely not being negative because I really like him. He's really, he's really well spoken. I feel he's humble. Mm-hmm. People try and you know rail him up and, and stuff, and he just, he just says, "No, nah, my tennis <laughs> will do the talking." So I really like him. But yeah. I just don't think he can match it with, with the big hitters if he comes up against a Novak or, uh, just, yeah.
0: The second week will be interesting for him if he makes it, which he should at that point. He's got mm. the game to do it, but a lot of things need to go his way. Mm-hmm. But we'll see. Maybe his game has gone to that next level. Mm. A lot of confidence. He's beaten top 10 opponents of late uh, in Australia. So, uh, yeah, we'll have all of the Australian Open covered. Um, he is the, the leading light without Ash Barty in the women's side of the draw for Australia at the moment, Alex Demenor And uh, we were spoiled with Ash performing so well for a few years. So hopefully for our tennis fans and, and Australian uh, supporters, Dimonor can do well. Uh, we uh, are about to get to the newspaper headlines, Josh, but a favourite, obviously, on the Fridays, the big sports breakfast multi. It's live. We are back for 2024, the BSB multi. This week, we've tapped into our racing experts, Davidson, Ali Mosley, and Adam Pengelly. It is a three-legger. It is open. It is in the tab app. We'll put it on the BSB Bets, friends. Uh, remember what you could be buying instead. But the BSB multi today, Saturday, Rose Hill Race 5, number 5, Bubba's Bay, mm-hmm. top 4. Saturday, Rose Hill Race 8, number 8, Kabling, top 2. And Saturday, Gold Coast Race 8, number 4, Highness, top 4. So a couple of top fours and a top two. That is paying $7. That is live and open in the Tab app. And we will be back with your thoughts on that and all of the newspaper headlines after a quick break. Get to the chopper is the back page of the Daily Telegraph. I like it. There we go. Um, Warner Ready to helipad up. David Warner. Has always loved to take the aerial route, but tonight he's going to reach new heights in a wild bid to play for the Sydney Thunder, as mentioned, back page of the Daily Telegraph. And Warner's bid to join the Sydney Smash, taking on the Sixers. The Sixers are uh, in in great form. They've got the wood over the Thunder of late, and the Thunder um, hanging on to the the faintest of hopes to play in the finals. Uh, He's got his brother's wedding. Um, Fascinating. Very interesting little mini-stories right throughout the Big Bash League clash. Cam Bancroft uh, in the same team as Warner. Steve Smith going to open the batting last time they played. This fixture at the SCG made 125. I think it was about 66 balls. Um, A lot to look forward to tonight at the SCG. Uh, Are you going to head out there? Are you going to be watching? I won't head out there, but I'll be definitely watching Mm. to see how the chopper works.
1: (laughs) But you're right, mate. Lots of of little uh, headlines in the game. Yeah. Um, I don't know about the Steve Smith one opening. Like it's very different to opening in of Test course. cricket compared to the to the twenty twenty. Yeah. Um, uh, Sydney rivalry. Yeah. You know, it's all it's always good. A rivalry game's always awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, especially when it's a little bit saucy with like I said, a few of these headlines. But um yeah, look I I would be very shocked if Steve Smith didn't didn't have a good score tonight. Yeah, I got a good feeling. I like that. What's your thoughts? Yeah,
0: I think so too. It's tailor made. Hopefully the weather holds off. I think it's uh, showers this morning, clearing into the afternoon and evening. Mm -hmm. So hopefully they can get a full run at it um, after the rain interrupted campaigns for both. Uh, Also, must mention Steve O'Keefe, potentially his last game at the SCG. uh, Great servant of New South Wales and Australian cricket. A good friend of the show. so we wish him well. Also on the back page, double blow for Dragons. Michael Carriana says St. George Illawarra's rebuild has suffered a massive blow with recruits Corey Allen and Ronald Volkman, both ruled out for the year with injuries. Um, Without going into the specifics of either of those, that is on the back page of the telly, Uh, quick thoughts on the Dragons this year? Struggle? Oh, well...
1: (laughs) According to Bulldog, one, one show, he said he said he had him in the eight. Yeah, so I, I think if, he said he had him if, in the four. I wonder
0: if that's still the case. It was,
1: yeah, look, a very interesting one, uh, the Ronald Volkman one, because he started training with the Dragons. Mm-hmm. So usually you do a, a medical before, yep. and, and obviously if if you weren't good to go, they, they wouldn't bring you on because mm-hmm. he'd come over from the Warriors. And good little player. Mm-hmm. I played against him in New South Wales Cup this year. Really good player. And I was like, you know what, he could be good for the Saints. Obviously, they... They got Kyle um, Flanagan at halfback at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, they say he's going to start round one, but it'd be good to have a little bit of a um, little bit of pressure uh, for him. But yeah, tra- done a few sessions, and then not sure if he, if he did injure himself at training or he already had the injury. Uh, but yeah, prop you would say it's a blow for Dragons fans who are probably excited to have a bit of a bit of depth in the halves. Yep. But then yeah, Corey Allen um, played. Uh, didn't, no, sorry, didn't play with Corey, but was with him at the Dogs. Really good, good fella, and yeah, once again, some good backup for for outside backs. Uh, yeah. Does it say what, what he actually done? Was it like a uh, knee or
0: t- t- a... Corey Allen? But yeah, look, either way,
1: not not what yeah, ruptured his ACL. I believe. Oh wow, poor fella. Yeah, it's, um, nothing worse coming into preseason. Very new team, very excited, and, and you just do something like that. Um, yeah. I hope Corey can can get back and, and and get back on the field. I'm assuming it'll be the end of this year or next year, but yeah, oh, I just don't know about the Dragons. I've I've always had a query and actually had a word. It's it's a funny story here uh, over Ben Hunt. I said something on the show here once and Got caught in the awkward elevator conversation. Yeah, great. Yeah, grand final. It was out my grand, the retirement party. He's mm-hmm. like, Oh, you're always into me, aren't you? And I said, No, mate. I just, <laughs> you know, some of his comments about, you know, but, but I, this is the thing. I'm, I'm okay with him if he, if he did, you know, yeah. if he did want to leave and, and, and whatever, but it's just some, some of the things he says. I, yeah, you, you you don't really want to hear it from your captain. I think sometimes, but look, he seems to be settled now. And, um, on the, on the Flano train, if there's one guy who I think can turn a club around, it is Flano. I will. I have, I've worked, I've worked with Flano. He done a a little bit of, how would you say some, some part coaching of, of of some little kids with McEnnis. And Mm -hmm. he's, he's a really good, really knowledgeable. Um, and I think, Speaking to a lot guys like Mick Ennis and guys like um, you know Luke Lewis and Gow, they they say they want to really play for him, mm-hmm. and I think that's what you got the Dragon Flannery has to get the Dragons doing for him because the Dragons are sort of the same as the Bulldogs, very big yeah. club, just absolutely no results in, in the last you know few years, and and they'd be really really you know keen to get back up there. So it'll be very interesting, but yeah, a couple of early blows in preseason which they wouldn't want.
0: Continuing on in the telly, uh, a lot of cricket coverage uh, sailing close to the Windies. Um, a bit of coverage of the match between the West Indies and Cricket Australia 11, which at Stumps on day two, the Windies lead by... Where are we? They were eight for 251 at Stumps on day one. They declared they lead by 240, 214 runs. They are three for 137 at Stumps. Um, they bowled the CA11 out for 174. Uh, opener Joshua De Silva is unbeaten on 55 and Cavum Hodge is unbeaten on 44 after scoring 51 in the first inning so he's looking good for a test debut Uh, also a bit of coverage about Meg Lanning returning to training she was in the Nets for Victoria on Thursday in her first outing since skipping the end of the WBBL for personal reasons so that's great to see one of the legends of Australian sport some coverage of the woeful loss to 36 is not fit for the Kings that's the Telegraph's headline woeful loss to the 36 is not fit for for the Kings. Um, tearful Milman bows out of final Open. Uh, an emotional v- Australian veteran John Milman says he really wanted one last crack at the Australian Open after bowing out in qualifying yesterday. Uh, and uh, some detailed coverage about. The, um, the helipad uh, exercise for David Warner including an inset graphic. Um, so they're really getting stuck into things there. Uh, the Courier Mail, firstly, the front page. Great friend of the show, and we'll talk to her a little bit later. Ali Mosley on the front page of the Courier Mail. Um, all things Magic Millions, Sky Racing host Ali Mosley and Stallion Alpine Edge are ready for a magic weekend of racing. The Tab Calcutta was last night and a a record night as far as interest goes in that Calcutta and the Magic Millions. Um, On the back page of the Courier Mail, Wolf at the Door. Um, there's some coverage there about the Gold Coast Magic Millions two-year-old classic contender uh, and a devil of a draw coverage of the Australian Open draw Alex Demonors and then a bit of coverage uh, going through lots of great racing coverage some good cricket coverage and then from Travis Mayne Big Ben's time to strike. Kevin Walters will hand an NRL debut to one of the biggest players in Brisbane's 36-year history this season, while the Broncos' number one recruit races to prove his fitness for the start of the Premiership. Uh, Ben Takura is that player. He stands at 205 Mm. centimetres. He's 122 kilos. Uh, We've run a little bit into the news, so I might get your thoughts on him Mm -hmm. a little bit later and that size and and even the Broncos and and Dolphins up there. Uh, And very quickly on the back page of the Sydney Morning Herald, Uh, Further in the paper, there's some good coverage on the Socceroos. A lot of Australian Open coverage around the draw, but unmasking the competition. The Socceroos' quest to again be Asia's best men's football team will be anything but plain sailing. Matt Ryan looks like he might be good to go. Uh, They're calling him Bat Ryan rather than Matt Ryan because he's got the Batman-style mask after his facial Mm. fracture. So uh, interesting stuff with Matt. We'll dive deeper into that. The Socceroos taking on India tomorrow night, Australian Eastern Daylight Time. It is 6.32. Australian Eastern Daylight Time 5.32 Australian Eastern Standard Time So much to come Plenty of tips Plenty of thoughts Plenty of texts on the open line Will Davies and Josh Reynolds with you The Big Sports Breakfast Summer Show Welcome back to the Big Sports Breakfast Summer Show Will Davies and Josh Reynolds with you this morning It is Friday the 12th of January The Australian Open draw is set The Socceroos take on India in their Asian Cup opener in Qatar this weekend um, Or in, uh, yeah, in Qatar Um The CA11 taking on the West Indies, Sydney smashing the Big Bash tonight, another good win for Adelaide last night, and a good win for Adelaide in the National Basketball League. We'll chat with Brad Rosen very soon, and we look forward to doing that. Um, Josh Reynolds, a very good morning to you. The multi this morning, just to remind people before we get to Brad, uh, I know you love your racing, keep a close eye on it, but it's a 3 legger We've tapped into Ali, Brad, and Adam. And Saturday, Rose Hill, race five, number five, Bubba's Boy, top four. Saturday, Rose Hill, race eight, number eight, Kabling, top two. And Saturday, Gold Coast, race eight, number four, Highness, top four. Massive weekend on the Gold Coast and Aquas Park. And a huge day in the sales yesterday. The leading lot, $2.1 million, and there were five lots over a $1 million. Uh, and we are talking to Brad Rosen about that earlier in the week, who we were thrilled to have as a guest host. And let's get to Brad now. Brad, good morning to you. Happy Friday. Not great news for the Kings overnight, but Adelaide, a good win for them. How are you?
2: Good morning, boys. How are we? Well,
0: thanks, Brad. Um, not not a great result for the Kings last night, but uh, Adelaide, a nice win for them. And DJ Vasiljevic uh, and his mob getting it done. What? Where are we at with Sydney at the moment? What was your reaction? to that result.
2: Yeah, look they're struggling. Yeah, the simple things is really what they're falling on. Uh they've given up plus 90 again in the game and and when you're going to give up those amounts you you are just not going to win enough games. Now that's three out of their last 11 games they've won and um in 8 of the games they've lost, uh seven of them or now sorry, six of them, they've uh it's opposition have scored over a uh, 100 and the other two were 94 so it's just too many points you're giving up in a 40 point game so not a good one uh they've got to turn around quickly now because they've got Sunday's game to get this better
1: Brad I'm I was at the Kings game on Sunday and, and I'm no basketball expert but I feel we've got no three-point shooters is, is that is that fair yeah. to say I, I feel all the big teams like Melbourne and Perth they're they're, they're hitting a fair few three-pointers but I think we were maybe three from 15 or something like that. Is that, is that going to be a, a problem when we go up against these teams who, who can score multiple points?
2: Yeah, it was worse last night too, mate. It was, um, Josh, I think we were three of you know, 20-something in the in, in last night's game. So the answer to the question is, you're right, um, but we do have three-point shooters. They're just not knocking them down at the moment. Like Valentine's been brought in for this. Glover can do it. Quattnoy can shoot it. Jalen Adams can shoot it. We are without DJ Hogue at the moment, one of the better players, and he's a good three-point shooter as well. So it's not the fact that we haven't got the shooters. It's the fact that they're not knocking it down at the moment, and that's the difference between us and other teams. And... um the the sets are getting open looks. And we're taking those you know shots that we need to take, but to be honest with you, it's coming from the defensive end. The energy is not good. If you're not getting easy stops and easy layups, then those three point shots are so much more difficult to drop, and you're against the muscle, and that's what's happening at the moment.
0: New Zealand takes on Melbourne tonight. The Jack Jumpers and the Hawks. Following that, uh, we spoke briefly about the Hawks earlier in the week, Brad. But mm. do you think they can keep it going and uh, and, and have another win under Tatum?
2: Oh, look, they're, they're absolutely is you know they're, they're you know what um, eight games at the moment and they're six and two. They're probably the fourteen of the league. Uh, I think they can. I think it will be so tough for them to do that on the road and, and, and Tasmania coming off a loss as well. Uh, New Zealand, I expect them to beat Melbourne. Um, okay. Melbourne are going to be without Illy um, and they're going to be without JLA as well. So, so to me, I, I feel that that could happen, and then New Zealand are going to come rolling in and ready for Sunday. But right now, New Zealand and look, I'm swaying towards Tassie to beat Illawarra, but it just you know Illawarra are playing so well at the moment.
1: Mm-hmm. Brad, for me. Um... Melbourne are just a a step ahead of everyone at the moment Mm. Uh, Mm. especially in 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 a big game Uh, they're flying at the moment and and I feel they've got the the players they've had really big game
2: experience do you think they're the ones to beat at the moment? Oh it's them and daylight at the moment Mm. Josh you know that's just the situation at the moment with the way they're playing they're so good they did have a little bit of a stumbling block with the with the you know the the loss recently but I, I really you know they're just so far in front of everyone else and if I put it You know, into rugby league terms, they're they're the Penrith Panthers at the moment. You've got to get through them to win it. So I can't see any change at the moment. Uh,
0: Having a look at what else is happening over the weekend in the NBL, we've got Cairns uh, and Adelaide on Saturday and then also on Saturday, Perth against South East Melbourne before a couple Mm. of games on Sunday. Anything stand out to you amongst those four teams in those Uh, matches? uh,
2: Look, I feel Cairns will get that win because they absolutely have to and I can't see anything but a Perth win. South East Melbourne are really struggling with injuries and players down so I mean right at this stage I don't even think they know who's going to play so uh so those are the two wins but um it's it's you know look the NBL's fantastic we've got you know great crowds uh energy's up teams are up it's uh, it's so much fun at the moment and we're coming to the pointy end of the season which is even better.
0: Pick hoops for the Flames and Kings this Sunday how excited yeah. are you for that one?
2: Yeah, super excited. got my pink jacket delivered, so I'm very excited for that one. Of course, it's in conjunction with the McCrard Foundation. Um, Tiana, who we had on the um, on the uh, show on Monday – oh, sorry, Tuesday, was, was outstanding. And there's also some um, – you know, Jordan Hunter, uh, his, his grandmother uh, had passed away from it and, and mothers uh, had situations as well. So there's certainly a whole lot of family stuff going and, and, and I'm really looking forward to that one. It'll be a really special moment.
1: Brad onto the NBA. Uh, the Toronto coach has absolutely blown oh. up over these free calls. The he, he, he went off
2: a doubt! this. I can't wait to see what the NBA do about this. I mean, he was just going nuts. And look, you can ask, you know, you've got to argue the fact that you know, some of it wasn't wrong. The Lakers shot 24 free throws in the fourth quarter. And it was unbelievable. And they went absolutely nuts, he did. And he just did not let loose. So you know, questioning if it's going to be like this, I wouldn't show up for the game. And <laughs> how can we do this? And it was just awesome. Just like I just had the popcorn. Keep going, brother. Keep going.
1: Uh, is it fair to say Say uh, LeBron gets a fair few more calls than anyone else because I've watched a few games over the over the last couple of days after he blew up, and for some reason I just feel the Lakers and him they get a lot of calls in the paint a lot.
2: Look, they do, uh, and that's the simple answer, but to be honest with you, all the superstars do. You look at any sport and what they do, and a majority of it, and I'm not, you know, right. one can say they deserve it, they've earned the right, he's 39 years of age, mind you, have a look at that dunk going down the middle that he did this week as well at 39, but he is just, you know, know, deserve that, Steph Curry gets it as well, and, and so they should, but Sometimes it's a little bit too much and that's the challenge using it where you can say they've earned the right, where a rookie would not get that. But 24 free throws in a quarter, like, come on.
0: Yeah, it's a lot. Um Toronto's coach is getting fined, though, isn't he? That's almost a, a oh, complete.
2: Find is the least of <laughs> his worries. I'm yeah, well, wondering yeah. if they're going to do any more. <laughs> yeah, he was pretty strong.
0: Um, Brad, the NBA games uh, today, Cavaliers and Nets currently uh, in action. The Cavs 38 leading, the Nets 21. Cavs going really nicely. And then later this morning, uh, Australian time, the Bucks and Celtics. Are you expecting mm. that to be a blockbuster as it should have been earlier in the season? But with the Bucks' form slump, uh, do you think it, it's more or less one way traffic, or do you think that can yeah. be at,
2: at the moment, that's exactly what it looks like. I did think the Bucks would take time with Dane coming into that, mm. but then they were going okay, so I'm, I'm really interested to see that one. But, geez, jeez, are looking good. Uh, as long as Brzezinskas can stay healthy, mm. um, the, the, I think they're, they're right there. And I uh, had another good win. I think it was against Minnesota yesterday, which was, which was good because Minnesota going really well. So can't see anything but a Boston win.
0: Bradley, always a pleasure. Thank you. Enjoy Sunday and
2: kings. <laughs> Bradley Rosen
0: there, uh, BSB basketball expert. Always a delight to have Brad join us. Uh, coming up next, we have Adam Pengelly to chat all things racing and rugby league. Uh, ahead of that, deliciously flaky pastry on top. A bottom which is rolled extra thin and a filling of 100% lean Aussie beef. I'm talking about garlo's pies, the only pies you should be putting on your plate. Garlo's pies are simply bursting with flavour. There's heaps of flavours to choose from too. And here's a thought: take a night off cooking and grab a Gallo's family pie for the whole crew. They are available in all Coles and Woolworths stores. Remember, they are located in the chilled meals section. If you can't find them, ask for Gallo's pies by name. Gallo's pies—they're thin on pastry. They're big on Welcome back to the Big Sports Breakfast Summer Show. It is 6.52 in New South Wales and 5.52 across Queensland. Adam Pengelly coming up soon. But Josh Reynolds is with us this morning. And the BSB multi, Josh. Uh, one of the legs is Adam's, one is Brad's. And we've tapped into some of our form experts' thoughts around Queensland too. Uh, three legs in the tab app. It is open and it is in the BSB Bets Friends Channel 2. Uh, Saturday, Rose Hill Race 5, number 5, Bubba's Bay, top 4. Saturday Rose Hill, number eight uh, race eight number eight Cabling top two, and Saturday Gold Coast race eight number four Highness top four. That is paying seven dollars and in the Tab app and Tab website, Bet's friends as well. Have you been following much of the racing? Have you uh, been fairly quiet on on the punt over the summer? Have you been ripping in? You know what I've been uh, responsibly,
1: on? of course. Very very yes. responsibly as always, yes. but I've been punting on the NFL. Nice, and I've had the worst season oh, of my life. Okay, honestly, <laughs> I cannot pick one. Yeah. I speak to my mates about this, and they say maybe you shouldn't put seven legs in a multi. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but
0: which ones? Which ones am I taking out now? I've yeah, done exactly. it. Exactly, it's bad
1: luck to take exactly. It to out. Yeah, how yeah. Do, how don't the Texans win at a dollar twenty? But no, that's I have to I've had a I've been going crazy on the horses. Yep. But yeah, I, I've been really into the NFL. Do you know what it is? It's because I've been going so bad. Mm. I need to get one before the season ends. Yeah, sure. And look, I don't know if I'm going <laughs> oh, to get it now. How it works playoffs. <laughs> So yeah, it's been a bit of a, a tough period. Yep. But you know what? Backs against the wall oh, mentality yeah. now. Yeah.
0: We'll playoffs now, and we look forward to that. We'll um, we'll talk a, bit, a little bit more about that later in the morning as well. And, and the big news in the NFL with the coaching situation of Bill Belichick uh, parting ways. It sounds amicable, mutual agreement, but um, he's been removed as coach of the New England Patriots. Uh, back to some great racing though. And Adam Pengelly from the Sydney Morning Herald and BSB Racing and Rugby League expert. Adam, good morning to you. How are you?
3: Morning, Will. Morning,
0: Josh. And uh, you'll get one, Josh, for the end of the season. Make sure you just snag
3: one. I, I would have thought that now you're not playing anymore. Do you have a bit more time to study, or you're just busy doing other stuff and just haven't haven't had the time to dive into the form for the NFL? Is that a is that a little stab? No,
1: no, Always, no, no. always is, been stab. studious. Yeah, haven't you, Josh? yeah. <laughs> always. Look, I I won't lie. <laughs> yeah, I I can do a little bit more more study. <laughs> but I think I've got worse (laughs) because like, let's face it. Whenever I did study at school, I still never passed any of my exams. So the writing's on the wall, mate. But look, I think I'll be
0: calling guys like you for a, for a few more tips. Um, Adam, up in Queensland, $2.1 million, the uh, leading lot yesterday. Five more sales over a million dollars. Um, the sales continue today, but the racing ramps right up on the track at Aquas, Farm, uh, Aquas Park rather, and the Gold Coast Turf Club tomorrow. Uh, what are you looking forward to most this weekend?
3: Yeah, definitely the Magic Millions Classic Wheel, uh, obviously the highlight race, and I'm just doing a bit of work on the race last night. Listen, I can understand why Stormboy's favourite. He's been super impressive in his two runs so far. I hasn't really put a foot wrong, but... This is an altogether different scenario. High-pressure race, bigger field he's going to have to face this time. And he probably won't get it all his own way in front, I would have thought. I'd probably still expect him to find the front, but there'll be plenty of early pressure in the in the first couple of hundred metres. I'm, I'm tipping Arabian Summer in the race. Um, I thought she was ultra-impressive there last week. She hasn't done anything wrong, wrong so far. She's had a pretty, pretty busy schedule, it must be said, for a two-year-old. It's always a bit of a risk with two-year-olds backing up seven days later because they can... Form can taper off pretty quickly. or it can go and miss, but from what I've seen from her so far, I just think she's a, the value play in the race. She can just settle tucking behind the speed from Storm Boy there. I've got no issues with her being strong through the line at at twelve hundred metres, and that form through Ballarat has stood up really well through Parker, Obviously, winning in Sydney in his start prior. So I'll be tipping Arabian Summer in the race, respecting the favourite, but just think there's a bit more value around uh, Arabian Summer. Just race eight, number eight in the Magic Millions.
1: Very excited for that Magic Millions race on the weekend, mate. But back to Sydney, Um, Rose Hill loses its two-year-old race, mate.
3: Yeah, this sort of went under the radar a little bit, Josh, earlier this week. And we've got a real issue with the two-year-olds this season because we just haven't had numbers at all. And we lost a a two-year-old race at Rose Hill there tomorrow. There was supposed to be a scheduled event, but it was canned when they didn't have enough numbers. And they've obviously got two highway races now on the program, so... I don't. I think we need a really deep rethink about how we do our two-odd racing, particularly before Christmas, because this year more than ever, the numbers have been declining really badly, and they've probably been dropping year on year, but this year I think it's really coming to sharp focus, and maybe it's a, a product or a symptom of trainers and owners just holding back their horses a little bit more these days, they don't want to race their two-year-olds before Christmas, and, and obviously we know with two-year-olds they can go and miss pretty quickly, And with the prize money so good all throughout the country at the moment, particularly in New South Wales, you can get more longevity out of your horse racing as a four-year-old, five-year-old, six-year-old. So I don't know what the solution is, but certainly this year I've noticed it a lot more. We're struggling to get numbers for two-year-old races, and the sort of the picture is obviously going to be changing very rapidly in the next couple of months.
0: What about in the January Cup, Adam?
3: Uh, We'll... um... It's one of those races where I'm probably tipping Naval College, but I just can't get too excited about backing him at that price around $2.50, or dollars 60 at the moment. If we can get something with a three in front of it, I think then I'm definitely interested. But as I said on the program yesterday, I think it's a much deeper race this January Cup than what he faced last time. Yeah, he's getting back down to 53 kilos, which is going to obviously suit him. He's a definitely progressive stay with plenty of upside. But... I think there might be one or two potential dangers in this race. Luntzis says Muncie's He's going to bob up every now and again, but he just struggles to win races consistently. Even Touristic with the blinkers on might be a big improver there. And even a, a horse like Torrens is not the worst, I didn't think, at around the 16 $17 mark. So tipping Naval College in the January Cup, but I'm not going to back him at the current price.
1: What's your best for the weekend, mate?
3: Yeah, at Rose Hill, Josh. Race 4, number 11, infancy, is going to be my best bet on the program. She was desperately unlucky last start. I think she only has to hold her form from that that performance to be going very close to winning here um, tomorrow. My best value bet on the program is a massive price. It was about 40 to 1 last Mm. night when I looked. Race 10, number 5, elusive jewel. Now she had her first up run a couple of weeks ago at ramwick after a very very long time off the scene she was never really going to be competitive in a race like that over 1200 meters but i love what she did the last 15 meters and probably more importantly after the line she looked really strong through the line so on the same day uh Testo solens who's the favorite in her race came through a 1, 400 meter race so i just think the form through the contemporary and union army race might be a little bit stronger even though she's beaten three three and a half lengths. so she might still be a run shorter, or even two runs short, and she wants to get to a mile. But I've seen much worse forty-to-one shots going around. So happy to have something small on her each way at that huge price.
1: Adam, onto the NRL. I'm I'm hearing some big, big things out of the Broncos. Young teen sensation uh, Benjamin T. Cura. He's been, you know, he's been put in the same category as Payne Haas, which is is probably not fair on him. He hasn't even played a game yet, but. Have you heard much about this, um, this this big Queenslander, mate?
3: Yeah, I've got to admit, Josh, I don't know a whole lot about him, to be honest. But we know that production line up there at the Broncos is pretty much in, in in full swing at the moment. I've heard a few whispers about him. But I haven't seen him in action, to be fair. And I, I don't know what you think about this, but I I, I hate these tags tags that are given to players. The next Payne Harris or the next Sonny Bill Williams. I just think it saddles them down a little bit, doesn't it? Like I, I, I'm not quite sure what you think, but... Yeah, I'd, without having seen too much of the guy, I find it hard to think he's going to replicate what Payne
0: Haas has done so far in his career. The one thing about that though is, isn't that They're not giving it to themselves. Oh, if, that's true. I right get outside. that.
1: I get yeah. that. Yeah, I, I, I speak to this about. Uh, I speak uh, to Brooksy about this because when he played his first game, huh. the first comparison was Andrew Johns, and he, <laughs> yeah. I think he was in. I think he spoke about it on a podcast just recently saying that was the worst thing that could have happened to mm. him, because when there's a comparison, you know, people are going to pick you apart. Well, why didn't you do that? Why well, Joey can do that? Yeah. So there's nothing worse. But, yeah, hearing big things. um, Carmichael Hunt coached him last year, and he said he's got the makings to be the complete package. And and that is Mm. a big call because the NRL is a different beast. But, look, if the Broncos have him and he is anything like Payne Haas,
3: very, very scary. Mm. Well, they won't be missing Tom Slegler too much, will they, if they can produce a goal like that in the next two or three years. So... Uh, yeah, it's scary. But the Broncos, I think, will still be extremely hard to beat in 2024.
0: And Adam, uh, the multi, which we uh, appreciate your thoughts on. Saturday, Rose Hill Race 5, Number 5, Bubba's Bay, top four. Saturday, Rose Hill Race 8, Number 8, Kabling, top two. And Saturday, Gold Coast Race 8, Number 5, Highness. $7 in the Tab app, Tab website and everywhere else uh, that's Tab related. So remember what you could be buying instead. Uh, thanks for your input on that.
3: Thanks, Will. Thanks, Josh. Enjoy the weekend, boys. I hope we get that multi-up on Monday morning. If it doesn't win, I might not pick up the phone, yeah, Will. I might just, just
0: put my head down for the. especially oh,
3: if my leg lets us down. <laughs>
0: welcome to 2024. Here we go. Adam, have a great weekend. Thank you, as always. You, Recapping boys. Adam's best bet. It's race four, number 11 at Rose Hill Infancy, $3.40 and $1.55 with tab. And race ten, number four, elusive jewel, $41 and $9. The place, that is his value bet for the weekend.